Yes, this is a man-to-man podcast and I'm here again with Mark Hashimi, who is a psychotherapist, who is a rector of Strategic Wellbeing, which is an organisation designed to help people proactively manage their mental health. Mark has been a consultant, currently has private sessions with people too. Um, He's also a qualified, a trained shaman and um, he's looking to combine the two merge the western philosophy and the eastern so to speak philosophy into one which I think would be amazing because it's all about healing and that's what Mark is here to do that's what I believe he's doing and doing an amazing job at it we talk about so many different subjects clearly has a complete knowledge and understanding and he's open and honest about how he feels too how it affects him too because we have to remember these psychotherapists and these people that we go to are also human beings and i think he's just a great guy and i think he just has a, a, a amazing energy and um i know anyone listening to this who has any issues or any problems will gain something from this podcast so guys Please enjoy. So, Mark, uh, happy to be talking to you today. Happy for you to um, give me your time and energy to be on this man-to-man podcast. Um, hope you're good. Um, yeah. I know you're a, a psychotherapist um, and you do other things as well, which we're definitely going to get into. But with the psychotherapy, what what led you to really pursue psychotherapy? It, was there anything that you, you, you had growing up or witnessed or maybe you know in teen in your teenagers or adulthood that really wanted you to just really pursue the psychotherapy uh, as your career okay great well firstly thanks for having me here Stuart I'm delighted to be here and great question so uh, I guess the answer is multifaceted so Mm. a part of it's going to be from my own lived experience you know I struggled when I was younger um I had relationship issues uh, I've had depression before I've experienced yeah. burnout stress and uh and part of my healing journey was to seek out therapy so I I I'd gone to have some CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy. I'd had some psychotherapy, mm. some counselling, and beginning, I'd begun to sort of experience some of the benefits, and uh, and so that's kind of part of part of why. So a bit about a bit about giving, maybe giving a bit back. But the other thing as well is my um, my, my dad's a psychotherapist, so there was mm. all, albeit unconscious and and maybe yeah. not kind of overtly and direct. There was a maybe some unconscious encouragement that I was picking up on as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I actually I wasn't planning on becoming a psychotherapist. I, I I was at a crossroads in my life at the time, and I thought I don't know what I want to do. Um, I knew I wanted to help people, and uh, and it was um, I was encouraged to go onto a weekend course of counselling skills, um, not not to become a counsellor, but because it might give me a bit of direction in my life. And and mm. by by the end of the weekend, I thought, you know what, this is this is for me. I'm here for a yeah. reason. Yeah, so yeah. so yeah, so some so some some maybe some some encouragement from from the family, albeit unconsciously, but mm. personal reasons, my own personal healing, my own personal healing journey as well. And psychotherapy was was a key component in in helping me there great great stuff and you know now you you know work for an organization um teaching mental health and you you have private clients as well you know you're you're basically in deep with it and um how does that you know how do you how do you manage to, to cope on a daily basis when you're always talking to people um no, it's not like an, an, a complete negative you know subject but it's it must it's quite a heavy subject and talking to people throughout your day and, and dealing with it how, how do you how do you manage to cope with it uh, how do you does it bring you down sometimes does it affect you obviously you you must gain some sort of like um elevation or, or, or some sort of um success from it or you feel you feel you feel better for helping clearly but is it is it a roller coaster or do you see yourself as a, just you just say um just sell for it basically 
No, there's there's a roller coaster element to it, and and I also think there should be because when mm. you're speaking to people, you're empathising with people, right? And when mm, you empathise mm. with people, you let you you let go of your defences and you feel with people. So if I'm sat there and I'm feeling with people, yeah. it's not it's not all going to be singing and dancing and unicorns and rainbows every day, is it? It's going to be yeah. when I'm dealing when I'm when I'm when I'm relationally talking to somebody about their trauma and their early wounding, then it's going to feel sad. I might feel upset. I might feel angry. So mm. all of these emotions are, 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 are part, part of the job, right? And it's, it's healthy to be connected to yourself and to your clients in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there is a, there's a saying in the helping profession that I heard a while ago, which, which has really stuck with me. And, mm. and also I've been impacted by it. And that, that saying is, um, don't set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. Yes, and yes. I've got a. If you've got a, a, a perfectionism streak, or you've got a streak for pleasing other people, helping other mm. people, then then that can really. I mean, that you can really you can really burn yourself out trying to help other people not burn themselves out, and that that's happened to me as well. Mm. And so, so one of the things that I remember us being us being told in our training is in order to stay well, you need to focus on two things, and one of them is self care, mm. and the other one is regular supervision. And so supervision is effectively having a space where you can talk and process with a supervisor uh, with with what you're carrying and what you might mm. be experiencing. So so both mm. of those things are really important. So effectively, working in this profession, I need to I need to walk the walk and look after my own health and well being, or I can burn out. Mm. And I need to and I need to talk about it in in a confidential yeah. safe space with a professional as well. And those two those two. Um, methodologies ensure that any emotional energy that i've got inside of myself is is appropriately processed mm, yeah that is it's strange but from the other side you, you would never you know as being someone who has had therapy you know you would never think that um the actual therapist is going through their issues and their problems and they have to have counseling for what they've gone through or what they're going through with dealing with other people so it's, it's good to know and it's good to hear that and um obviously we're gonna we're gonna jump into like you know particular you know, I mean disorders or whatever you want to say whatever you want to call it everyone calls it different things but you know I'll I'll call it personality disorders because that's what I know um, in terms of um, dealing with you know let's say for for me personally like I I, I look at things and say okay what where do I want to go what do I want to do you know I want to have a relationship with a, a certain type of person I want to have a uh, maybe you know you're gonna have to connect with different business types of people and if they have you know these so-called or named so named personality disorders how do I navigate through dealing with someone who I believe is you know maybe affecting me trying to um, grow in business or maybe I've got into a partnership with someone that has a personality disorder how do I how do you navigate that you know what what do you do yeah, and another great question. So, so f first of all, let's let's talk. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about what, so what are personality disorders? So, mm -hmm. so, first, so mm -hmm. personality disorder is a controversial subject because if you think yeah. about the term personality disorder, if you suddenly get a diagnosis from 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 a from a, a psychiatrist to say you have a your personality is disordered, mm -hmm. um, that that it's, it's a it's a stigmatizing and, and derogatory term. So many people. Yeah. I mean, there's a big controversy around it. Many people will say they don't exist. Many people will say it's just an extreme personality. But but um, one of the things my old boss used to say, actually, which I quite like when I used to work at Mind, he said, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is, but if it's if, if what you're experiencing is more than temporary and impacts your ability to function day to day, then it's a mental health condition, effectively. Okay. And I quite like that. But, mm. but going back to personality disorders, so... So then they're, they're, they're known as being more complex and less common. Mm. So the impact they have on your ability to function can be more extreme. Now, what I want to just say, I just want to say about this is, um, so the question was, like, how, do, how do we deal with somebody who might have a personality disorder in work or outside of work? Yeah. Well, the answer, the answer quite simply is exactly the same way we deal with somebody who hasn't. Um, and and mm. let me talk a bit more around that. And that mm. is that... Yeah. So there's well, there's ten different types of personality disorder, but there's also if we step take a step back, there's nearly three hundred different diag uh, mental health diagnoses out there, common wow. and complex. Wow. So we live in a world, yeah, where mm. we we love 
we love labels and, mm. <clears throat> and labels can be uh, can be a gift for some and a curse for many mm. what i mean by that is if you've been struggling with your mental health for ages and suddenly you get you get given a diagnosis that might be liberating you might be like oh, okay that makes sense i've yeah. got I've, I've got this or you know I've, I've got this personality disorder or i've got this um i've got depressive dis- i've got a depressive disorder or whatever it might be and now mm. i know where to seek support now i know mm. who to speak to but for many for many this is what happens uh they experience a stigma because what happens is once we've received that diagnosis that can act as a label and what can happen is you can lose a label behind the person so yes, you can then yes. start to think well let's you can think well okay let's imagine that we're working together and mm. I've, I've been signed off sick yeah and i come yeah. back to work and i've and, and and let's imagine you know me and you know that i'm uh, you know that i'm I'm a proud uncle. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a proud psychotherapist. Yeah. Uh, I like I like walking. And so I've got all these labels that make me proud. And then I get mm. signed off sick, and I come back, and I've been given a diagnosis of um, borderline personality disorder. Yeah. And instantly, we begin to forget about the person behind that label, mm. right? Mm. And you think, mm. and we start to think, well, how can I manage someone, or speak to someone, or communicate with borderline personality disorder? And the answer is, well, we, the same way we speak to anybody with empathy. Mm. So we try. So I guess what I'm pointing at here is what what can happen a lot of the time with the stigma of these labels is we can lose a person behind the label. We can go onto Google and, and Google how do I deal with a person with schizoid personality disorder or narcissistic personality disorder, mm. and we begin to put people into these boxes and forget that what at the, at the root of every single um, mental health condition, personality disorder or non-personality disorder, is a human being that's in pain. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and much of that pain may have been rooted in their early childhood early childhood years so so we look mm. at the person behind the behavior and we we listen to them with empathy um what if from, they what if they like you know are not willing to listen and not willing to you know it's, it's like a struggle you, you know you're it's becoming not it's, you know you've tried what you're saying is listen show empathy yeah. and they're still you know you're working with a, a, let's say a boss or you know a business partner who's still not able to 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 see where where you're trying to uh, lead this conversation or lead where they you know not lead them but you know you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to be more open so you know it can be a better connection so to speak and they're just not willing to open up in that in in those terms or accept it what do you do then yeah, so it's a great question. And, and so, I mean, all we really can, there's a couple of things to, to mention here. So there's mm. the idea, I'm going to use another uh, another kind of idiom metaphor, right? And that mm. is mm. the idea that you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. So what I mean by that is we're all on our own healing journeys and we can't force somebody to to look at themselves because looking at yourself mm. could be scary, right? Some people might, might, might not agree. They might be in denial or we might be wrong ourselves, right? Mm. So mm. we can't, we can't, we're not here to diagnose. We can't force people to look at themselves and we can, we can take a horse to water, but we can't make it drink. So, mm. so that being the case, we need to, we need to uh, respect that everybody's on their own individual healing journey. But also mm. I, I would, I would approach that person and I would, I would, I would hold up the mirror. Uh, metaphorically i'd say look, i'm noticing this or you see or, or when or yeah I'd, I'd reflect back what i'm observing so rather than reflecting okay. rather than talking about personality disorders i would say you know when you said that that made me feel like this and that was that was really difficult i found that really painful mm. uh, or, or or um so i'm not going to be critical i'm not going to be judgmental i'm, I'm just mm. i'm reflecting back observations and not judgments yes and that's all yes. we can really do it's all we can really yeah. do and then if somebody says you know i'd ask them are you okay how are you Mm-hmm. do you want to talk about this and if somebody says no i need to respect that if somebody says says yes then great let's have a conversation about it mm. do you want to talk about support well i'm here to listen to you i'm not here to fix i'm just here mm. to ask you some who what where why when questions so so i mean that that's that's the short answer you can you can take a horse to water but you can't make it drink and if someone's up for listening i'll be reflecting back observations gently and mm. gently gently inquiring with them mm. that's that's so interesting because it's it's so hard to do um, <laughs> because you know um, when we come across maybe something that we're we're not you know uh, how can I say we're not we don't really like it you know we want to maybe our first goal is to criticize or maybe our first goal is to say what's going on here why why is this happening but you know what you're saying is it's allow you know <laughs> that reflection thing is is, is such, such a more gentler approach. Um, to allow someone to be open because 
like I don't know if I'm right here, but I believe that the criticism is is more of a trigger for anyone who has this, you know, um, type of behavior or maybe acting in a way like, you know, in, in ways that it's repetitive and it's happening all, all the time. Um, that that reflection is such a more gentler approach that, like you said, some will maybe, you know, don't want to talk, but then a lot will want to talk because they feel, uh, is, it, is it that they feel free to talk because you're being gentle or is it just... It's here's what it is here's what it is right so bring this this brings me back to is a, is a, is a model that we were we, that we, we were taught in transactional analysis psychotherapy or psychology it's a model used globally mm. around it's used in organizations it's used used to improve relationships in all kinds of settings psychotherapeutic settings um in, in, it's used to improve relationships in in uh, save marriages all this kind of stuff you know it's used it's used in the organization it's used outside the organization it's used for improving it's used for conflict management Management. and it's uh, yeah. and it basically the model teaches us to think about this um what response am i inviting from the other person because mm. you there's always two people talking yeah and mm. so um you, you, the model is that teaches us that we're always communicating from three different parts of our personality they're called okay. ego states yeah mm-hmm. and we have we have a parent ego mm-hmm. state which can All be right. criti- critical how dare you talk to me like that mm. um or it can be nurturing Mm-hmm. uh we have a we have a, a child which can be rebellious i'm not doing any work i'm sick of this place and i'm sick of you mm-hmm. or it can be a bit more compliant or anxious and i must say please and thank you or we can have and i'm whizzing through this for effect yeah. but but yeah. um uh, we could spend sort of days on this but we but the, <laughs> the third one is is an adult ego state and when you're in your adult you're in the here and now you're approachable, you're reasonable, you're adaptable, you're non-judgmental. It doesn't mean we mm. accept unacceptable behavior, but we try yeah. to see the person behind the behavior and we try to invite them into their adult. Because if somebody is mm. is argumentative, if somebody is um, rebellious, if somebody is defensive and it's not mm. relevant to what's happening in the here and now, they're not in their adult, right? Whether, yeah. that, whether that's because they've got a diagnosis of, of, of anything or not, um uh, is is kind of aside the point it's they're not in they're not in the here and now they're not in their adult and so what happens if someone else isn't in their adult if someone says if someone calls you a name or or acts inappropriately then we get activated and we move out of our adult and we say how dare you do that and then Mm. you get caught up between you get caught up in this parent child argument parent child Mm. that, that can go on indefinitely until one of us steps into adult into the here and now is the adult that is the adult the person that you know takes the lower ground so to speak is that you know someone's you're arguing with your 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 partner and you know instead of continuing this argument someone decides to say you know yeah okay you're right you know i'm going to think about what you said instead of you know when you're in that heated if you have to like lower yourself to be that person to be present or is it is it something is it something different to that you know, because you, when you're triggered, you're just like, you know, like you said, that that potential child or, you know, parent. Um, but is it like a lowering of energy that you have to do to just to, to be there? And can you stay there even if, you know, you're getting triggered again and again and again? Yeah. So, so um, I mean, it might be likened to a lowering of energy, but I have a bit of reaction. To, I have a bit of a reaction to that. Um, mm. That because that feels like you know, if we say lowering and lowering sounds worse, it sounds like you're losing by lowering. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I think what I the way I like to think about it is it's not a lowering of energy. It's it's stepping outside of the game, what, mm. what the, the game that's being played between the both of you. And, and actually, that can be that's hard. It's harder, right? Because it's mm. not it's not autopilot. Our automatic response is to is to respond a certain way or how we've been programmed yeah. to respond right so yeah. actually it actually it can be much more difficult to step out into adult and say i mean i mean the the, the way to do it is to is first of all the, the first step is awareness we need to be aware as to how we're communicating and responding to people if, if we're not aware then this just carries on indefinitely right and we can yeah. ask ourselves well you know why are all my relationships failing and why is it blah 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 mm-hmm. so we have to be aware first of all secondly we have to create a bit of stillness and what i mean by that mm-hmm. is we have to slow down in the moment and just say hang on a minute where am i what am I bringing to this? And mm. that might just that might just be stepping back and just saying, okay, but communicating how you're feeling can help, right? mm. because very often, very often when we're in these in these um, 
in these discussions or in conflict or a heated debate um we're not really communicating how we're feeling inside so just stopping and just saying you know well i heard you say that this is what it made me feel like that's very yeah. annoying, isn't it? Mm. rather than rather than you're an x y or z which yeah. is which which isn't so so it's about cultivating a little bit of space uh, and stepping back and, and and ultimately yeah we want to be that that energy wants to be dissipated but in the moment mm. it can be really hard because what you're doing is you're staring at your stuff in the face you're staring at your anger in the face or your sadness or whatever it is yeah. that you're being activated by so it's, mm. it's, it's slowing down Mm, yes 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 it's true it's, it's, it's your, your your whatever's being said to you is, is about you so it's, you have to deal with that and you have to face that and that's the trigger um but is there a point when the person that is constantly doing this and you've had these discussions you've had these communications you've shown your emotions they're not listening they're not you know taking anything you said on board they're not you know you said something to them maybe last week and then now they're using it against you x y all these things are happening yeah. Or maybe they're not happening, but is there is there a point where you know it becomes cut off time? Is there a point where you say, okay, I've I've done this with this person and this you know relationship, work related, um, friend, family, whoever? Is there a point when you just you know the word give up on a person? It comes to my mind, but I don't like it. But is there a point when that happens? Yeah, and so so the, I would say I would say. Um, I think that it would be healthy. The, the healthy answer, I feel, would be yes, because it's not, mm. it's less, less about giving up and it's more about being boundaried. So it's mm. about, okay, where am I? So, well, of, of course, of course, there's going to be a boundary somewhere, you know, what, yeah. how much is too much? Do they have to throw something at you or, you know, mm. how, how bad does it need to get? Mm. Um, and so, and so, um, and so, yeah, it's really, it's really where, where's, where's the line and, and can it be resolved? And, you know, I mean, it's going to depend on who that person is as well. If it was somebody that was really close to me, a loved one, then yeah. um, then I might I might be wanting to try things like I don't know, couples therapy, or yeah. so. So something's going to be subject to the relationship I have with that person, but mm. as to, as to how far or far away or how close that boundary is. But I'll be thinking about you know where 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 is the line here? If if and if it, so, in order for relationships to work. Uh, if there's any conflict and we're kind of um going down the route of conflict here if in order for for relationships to work there has to be compromise on both sides doesn't there there has to be some change taking place on both sides yeah and and if that if that doesn't happen uh then then that can also cause problems if only one person is is prepared to work on their stuff and change yeah so so yeah so is there a line i would say i'd say that so I'd say if some if somebody's stuck and they're not up for looking at themselves and 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 there's only one person willing to change, then some sometimes that 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 does create that situation where there's okay, I've done everything I possibly can and it's not healthy for me being in a relationship with this person anymore because they're they're draining my energy rather than nourishing my nourishing. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah. So yeah, I think the answer is yes. It's healthy to have boundaries um, and healthy to think about what those boundaries are. Definitely. What about the boundaries? that that's you know you you understand personality disorders you know any, anyone understands it and maybe they they've come across someone which you know this could be a potential partner a potential business partner a potential friend and they've come across someone who they believe could have have a personality disorder um what does that person you know let's say in business for example you know they, they there's somebody that can potentially you know grow their grow their own business um if they work with them but they can see certain traits within their character that they could class as potential uh, potential personality disorder i mean you know i, I know it's like a bit of a you know weird question but do they just you know say do you know what i don't want to deal with anyone who comes across these traits and i know it's a personal thing but <laughs> can it be can it can can it be worked at you know is there is there things you can do that can you know you can still still navigate with this person in in the future um is it just certain certain techniques or certain things you have to think about before you you know get involved with someone like this yeah so 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 yeah there's there's, there's two parts to this actually so i mean 
all of the examples that we've talked about so far with communication mm. uh, could that we could be that could be someone with a personality disorder or without a personality disorder and yeah. also i'd invite us to think about it the same way way um with with work as well for me i'm not going to be thinking about what labels this person got and mm. can i work with them because there'll be some people who have got a diagnosis of a personality disorder who find it difficult to function think feel relate and there'll be some person who haven't got a personality disorder who find it difficult to function think feel and relate so i'll yes. be i'll be wanting to look again behind the label i mean if mm. some um yeah i'll be, I'll be wanting to to think about I'll be wanting to th think about how much going back to adult here and now functioning, how much, if I'm going to go into business with somebody, I, I'm going to want to know how much here and now functioning that person has. So I'm mm. going to want to, I'm going to want to, I'm going to want to um, obviously get to know them and, mm. and, and understand, understand, understand them as a person and how they function and how they relate to me and relate to other people and how they relate to themselves. And that's mm. almost personality disorder or no personality disorder. Yeah. So that was, so then, so then, and then there was something in there about support. Um, mm. And so I just want to say this is yeah. there, there are, uh, how should I frame this? There are, when it comes to mental health, mm. I, I read, I, there was a nice way that um, it was in a Deloitte report, a workplace report that was quite nice how, how they how they explain this. And yeah. they said when it comes to mental health, you're either um, you're either ill and signed off sick, yeah, yeah, or you are struggling, or you're thriving, yeah. So there are mm. three categories: ill, signed mm. off sick, struggling, and thriving. And guess mm. what? mental health problems exist in all three of those categories yeah wow and complex ones so mm. personality disorders included you can thrive with the right support in place yeah so so, so i want to get that point across that mm -hmm. so again the the idea of the we think about labels and we think well if someone's got a label they must be ill they must be struggling now if somebody's yeah. got a diagnosis then at some point in time they will have been struggling and ill to the point where they met the criteria to receive the diagnosis. But with the right support in place, we can thrive with a range of different diagnoses uh, yes. and function. So it's about really it's about where I want to know uh, rather, rather than what label has the person got. Mm. I want to know where are they now? Where are they now in their healing journey? How are mm. they? How is this person? And, mm. and, and, and I believe that there is um, there is hope for recovery for every single person yes when it comes to mental health yes. if we just broaden our horizons a bit uh, outside of just the western medical model alone mm. um, and what, what, what model would would you utilize or do you, you utilize yeah well well um we I mean, i've obviously got an interest uh in in shamanism um mm. but but much broader than just shamanism i would say there's there's you know there's all different types of healing modalities out there uh, mm. that can help with 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 trauma there's there's traditional well there's usually when it, if you're going to get diagnosed with something usually the first thing that's prescribed to you in the west is is um is antidepressant or antipsychotic medication but there's a whole range of if you think about that does, that, that doesn't exist all around the globe nor did it exist past, past yeah. Uh, yeah exactly so, mm. so there are there's there's many many more different ways of healing if we're if we open our mind and and and, and and allow ourselves to explore some of those more ancient uh, traditions or or eastern traditions definitely i mean without a shadow of a doubt yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna touch on the traditions just shortly um i just um wanted to ask you you know when you are when you have uh, helped people or when you have you know had your session and you, you know you talk to people has it has it ever been a situation for you where you know, you said everyone can be helped just now, but is it is it have is it been a situation where you feel like you're just struggling to help, and you know it's just it's, it's, it's it feels like it's impossible to help the person. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Because what you do, what we're do, what we're doing is we're working with we're working with with the individual's defenses, and then mm. and and so, um, you know the the. the that the, the psyche creates these this defensive structure to, to protect us from our own pain in a way right protect us from going there 
Uh, but yeah. what that can then mean is that that can negatively impact our relationships and the way we relate to ourselves. So we're working with this defensive structure that's been put in place to stop the person from feeling pain. And yeah. at some point in time, that would have served them a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. um, um, but it's no longer serving them a purpose anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so 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 can it be difficult yes can, can can we be can we get stuck yes the person has to be willing to 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 go there themselves um, mm. i mean one of one of the things that that can be really difficult is if i get a phone call from somebody um or an email from somebody and they say can you uh I, i'm i'm trying to seek a, a therapist for my for my husband um mm. and uh he's agreed that he he's uh He's going to give therapy a try for me. And then, mm. you know, in those sorts of situations, I think, well, this is going to be really hard because yeah. you, so you have yeah. to want to be there yourself mm. and, 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 you know, and, and, uh, and it's not always easy because you're working with a defensive structure. So some, sometimes, sometimes it can feel too much for people. And so they might, they might do a little bit of work on themselves and, and, and then need to stop or need to take a break or, or realize it's not for them and, and, and look for another type of healing modality. Mm, yeah, I hear that. I, I definitely hear that. Um, you obviously, I'm on this man-to-man -man podcast, so I have a lot of um, male viewers, and uh, of, you know, with the suicide rate of men going up so high, um, which is, you know, it's, it's worldwide. Um, what? I mean, I know, I don't know what you you may have come across. You know, you have, I, I can imagine you have come across people who have definitely been suicidal, and and things like that, but. Um, why do you think why why what what is the triggers that the suicide happens with, within men more so than the women like is there is and why do you think it's it's on like because of you know the statistics show that it's 80 percent of men compared to 20 percent which are uh, of women which are committing suicide so why do you think that, that is so high especially yeah. now nowadays yeah yeah well this is really interesting so if you so if we look at the diagnostic statistics of like anxiety disorders and depressive disorders, yeah, mm. then more women are diagnosed uh, than men. Mm. And so that's quite interesting. Does that mean that more women struggle? Well, actually, no, because then if you look at um, substance misuse statistics, more men mm. misuse substances. And you look at suicide statistics, which you've just referenced, mm. um, 75 to 80% more men to female. So what mm. that then starts to paint is a picture picture whereby well men don't speak up or seek as much help but they use mm. more but then they 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 will use things like alcohol drugs and and ultimately um suicide uh to 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 manage symptoms or end their life. So where where does that come from? Mm. Well well there's the there's the um there's the the old male stigma of big boys don't cry you think yeah. about so think about how we're programmed right between the age of naught and seven years old yeah. uh, we we are uh we're born we're born a blank canvas yeah of course from a psychotherapeutic perspective this is from a psychotherapeutic yeah. perspective we're born a blank canvas a ca canvas and then yeah. life happens and we start to paint our own picture and write our own story our own script and think about what what we and then that's um, um reinforced all, all the way all throughout our later years and think about some of the things that even we tell our children we, we say mm. come on big, big boys don't cry don't man cry. up yeah. your yeah. daddy's little soldier all yeah. of that starts yeah. to start plant these seeds that i, I need mm. to be strong and then we, what we do is is men develop this be strong driving behavior where i'm the male provider and i'm going to look after everybody right yeah and so and then and then it's reinforced it in culture you know with things like you know every, you see people drinking out of those keep calm and carry on mugs yeah, and yeah. You know, keep calm carry on is what we told our troops in the second world yeah, war yeah, just before yeah. they're about to leave their trenches to face their sudden death exactly. so this, this this mentality of i must be strong i must keep calm big boys don't cry water off a duck's back stiff up a lip this mm. this is this is it's it's old it's cultural but it's continuously still reinforced it's still there we're starting to break that stigma down, but we're not there yet because you just have to look at the suicide rates. But I mean, it's, mm. it's this this unconscious programming that we have that we yeah. need to be, and, and so and so there's a there's a contaminated belief here that, that exists in men, mm. and, and I experience it myself. Mm. Uh, so I'm talking from experience, and the contaminated yeah. belief is that uh, it, um, if I'm resilient, I'm brave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as opposed to if I'm vulnerable, I'm brave. But, but mm. we know, if we think about it, that true bravery comes 
is it comes from showing your vulnerability. Oh, big time. So big does time. it take exactly? Does it take a brave man to say, "I'm fine, nothing bothers me," or does it take a brave man to to, to break down and say, "I just can't take this anymore. I need some support. Mm. I need some help." And we know that mm. the latter can be harder. Yeah. And so what we need to be doing is we need to be encouraging men that it's okay not to feel okay um and uh and that they're not alone and exactly and I, I, to, I, yeah you know i was i i you know i witnessed even in my you know upbringing i never saw you know any men you know open up in terms of um their emotions and their emotional side and you know it's like i i then i carried it and then i i thought like what you're saying i thought you know being being strong you know hold, holding all your emotions in this that, and the other was was um just the thing that what men do. And I, and I realized that, you know, I, cause I, I guess from like a young age, I put on a lot of weight and I realized I was holding on these, these I was, I wasn't letting it out. So I was utilizing the food um, when I was like 16, 17, utilizing the food to, 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 you know, make myself feel better instead of actually going out there and sharing my emotions with my parents or maybe friends or whoever. And um, you know, it, it's, I, I don't know when I got to, I think I got to maybe like, I'm 32 now. So I got to the age of like 26, when I realized that <laughs> this is this is wrong, and, and I realized that being vulnerable and being open is real strength because it's the hardest thing to do, and you know, <laughs> it, it, it empowers, it completely empowers you. you and the, you know, you don't go out and tell the whole world, but the more you do it, the more you feel stronger about yourself, the more you feel better about yourself, the more you feel confident about yourself, and you know, it's just it's, it just goes on. It, it just it just continues and continues and you know, the vulnerability is, is so important. And, and it's so, it's so like, I think, like you said, it's, it's, it's slowly, slowly being eroded that, you know, typical male thing that's slowly being eroded into a more of a rounded male where, yeah, you, you can't, you have to be strong, you have to be brave, but you can also be this too. And, it, and it's, it's okay. It's fine. You know? Um, but with the, the suicide, do you think it, it happens more because they're not being vulnerable? Is it more than anything else? Is that like, the key component yeah yeah so so here's what happens right so uh what when we so we're experts at suppression and suppression mm. is where we push something down uh and and so um what so then what what tends to happen if we push something down we push this energy down that isn't positive energy that we're really struggling with it doesn't mm. go anywhere it stays within us it man and then it, what happens is it will manifest in it can manifest in um in emotions it can manifest in in unhealthy behaviors it can manifest in yeah. habits yeah. Um, but 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 what happens is we're not processing that that energy that emotion that feeling so mm. what so so we, we, it's still in us we're still sat mm. with it we're not processing mm. it we're not uh, we, we're trying to ignore it but it's manifesting itself it's giving there's information there if, if we're uh if we're behaving in a certain way, way that isn't congruent with who we are then there's yeah. information that something might not be right within us and, but yes, we can, yes. we're experts at, at suppression and we're experts at, at, at ignorance as well because it's difficult to focus on that so what can happen in in uh, in um in worst cases is that can lead to, to life not feeling like it's worth living anymore so, mm. so um, what was it that we? What was it that I was talking about the other day? So it was, um, you know, they say they say big boys don't cry. Yeah. Well, it, well, this, it should actually be big. Well, big boys would rather die than cry. Yeah. You know, mm. and that sounds quite that sounds quite um, flippant, but but there's a, mm. there's a powerful message in there. Yeah, big time. Just around the stigma, the level of stigma um, around how difficult it is to talk. And, and the mind informs, I want to say this as well, actually, the mind informs the body. So we have psychosomatic health and psychosomatic disease meaning yeah. the mind informs the body positively or negatively and if we're holding mm -hmm. on to these emotions it's so it might not manifest in suicide worst case it could do but there are a whole range of other things that it can manifest in as well a whole range of other physical health conditions and yeah. and mental health conditions if we're if we push we're like a pressure cooker if we push mm. if we push 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 down it's it's got to come out somewhere mm. I hear that. What's the most common one? Commerce, you know, um, common uh, issue you come across yeah, in your in you being working in um, in private sessions or in or in your your, your four day uh, other job that you do. What is the most common issue that arises, particularly with men? Um, 
there's the, uh, there's a there's a range depression can be quite common um mm. but um yeah depression would be would be probably up there anxiety uh relationship yeah. problems uh, they're probably the top three depression anxiety relationship problems uh, mm. would be the do main think, one do you think, do you think sorry do you think that's just a, a, a today issue or do you think this has always been there since the beginning of you know humanity so to speak or no, do you think that, it's just this this is just now this is why it is happening now because of now yeah so my answer to that would be uh if we looked at um if we spoke to some indigenous tribes around the world mm. they don't use these 300 different labels these diagnostic mm. labels and, and mm. some, some indigenous tribes have never heard of these disorders they don't exist why mm. because they're, they're they're they haven't got the pressures of the world we face that we face today they're, they, yes. they're still they're still living in nature they remember yes. and realize they haven't even forgotten that they're nature they recognize that they are nature mm. and they're living they're living in harmony from a mind body and soul perspective so 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 the answer i would say is no they haven't existed since, since the dawn of time mm. um I wouldn't say I would say that they they are they are they're manifestations of something being out of balance something is out of balance somewhere yeah yeah definitely definitely and going on to the you know nature and you know you're you're, you're going into well you you are a shaman um again what what is you know the healers I think most people understand that shamans are healers maybe some people think in a negative connotation but um what is 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 there is there what is the difference between them and um a shaman and what you do uh with psychotherapy i think what's what's the main difference or the key differences okay yes so 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 um so shamans have been about since the since the dawn of time and mm. shamans were the first healers on the planet right so if mm. you wind if you wind any lineage back any cultural lineage back as far as it will go yeah um there will be shamans at the beginning that would have kept the human race alive so they were the first doctors the first therapists the first healers yeah and so mm. and so if you had any kind of ailment you go and see any kind of issue you go and see a, a, a um a shaman for some healing but shamans work at a different level than psychotherapists so the term shaman is a it's a uh, it's a siberian term that means um somebody who sees so somebody who sees or perceives more than what we perceive here so shamans work in a spiritual way uh, and so they work on the level of they work on the level of the soul and the spirit so just mm -hmm. like a minute ago i was talking about how um the mind informs the body yeah uh, yeah and the body informs the mind psychosomatic health and psychosomatic disease okay so 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 you can work at the level of the of the body to heal trauma in the body you can work at the level of the mind from the psychotherapeutic perspective which can then positively impact the body um, mm. but shamans have known that if you work at the level of the soul or the mm. spirit then yeah. that can also influence the mind which can then positively influence the body so they would work at the level of spirit or the soul and when i say spirit or soul it's what quantum physics would define as energy when we, you know it's been it's, it's it's extensively proven and understood that we're living in a universe that is just pure energy and shamans have known this forever mm. um, and they, they 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 and what shamans recognize is that the energy is intelligent and they use that energy through their intention to to, to heal people so mm. there's a so there's a very distinct difference when we talk about it like that but what i've been so, so I was I embarked on the psychotherapeutic journey before I embarked on the shamanic journey. Yeah. When I embarked on the shamanic journey, one of the things I was, I was looking through the lens of a kind of of a, of a psychotherapist whilst getting trained as a shaman, mm. and what I noticed was, hang on a minute, you're telling me how to do the same thing, but yeah. with, with a different toolbox. Mm. And so, and so wow. I've gone, I've gone from, um, so I've gone from believing that they're they're two they're two things that are worlds apart and they can never yeah. integrate they can yeah. to, to actually they're worlds apart but they can integrate they're two sides mm. of the same coin and wow I'll, let me give you should i give you a couple of examples as to what please, i mean please do yeah so <clears throat> so in um in psychotherapy we were taught that if somebody is experiencing trauma um yeah. then part of their part of their psyche yeah part mm. of their personality uh, can become split they call it split off 
can become inaccessible it's like you it's like a bit of your personality inside yourself has become split off and you can't find it and that's impacting your ability to function and they say that can happen they can happen where you can become they they might use the term fragmented a fragmented Mm. sense of self something's Mm. been split and so we learn in we learn in psychotherapy about um about how um you know about how to integrate those parts back to make some so that somebody's whole again right mm. so that's the, that's the psychotherapeutic side then i do the shamanic training and i'm taught that when we experience a trauma what yeah. happens is um well do you know when you experience let, let's imagine if somebody has a has a near-death experience a yeah. huge trauma we yep. hear of a we hear of an out of body experience. The soul yep. leaves the body, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's documented all over the world. Mm. And then the soul returns. Well, a smaller trauma, um, what can happen is just a part of the soul can leave the body. It's called soul loss in, okay. in, in shamanism, and it's a, it's a it's a survival mechanism so that the whole soul doesn't say, "I'm out of here. This is tough. I'm 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 going back mm-hmm. home." Yeah. So, so the person does it return? Does that that part of the soul return back to you, or is it just gone forever? that's got so it's not it's gone it's not gone forever but it's mm. gone so mm. so the shaman's job is to do a soul retrieval and to reunite that person with that lost energy mm. so so but just pausing there for a moment if we think about what i was saying a minute ago they're both saying the same thing right yes. so yes. so from a, a psychotherapist would say well their psyches become split off and fragmented and there's a part of them that's inaccessible and the mm. shamans for forever have been saying it's soul loss and we actually physically need to go and get that piece of that piece of lost soul and reunite it with the person, that energetic part of them to make them feel whole again. And, yes. the, and the symptoms are the same. The symptoms of, of trauma and the symptoms of soul loss. So the symptoms from a psychotherapeutic and a shamanic perspective are the same. You might yeah. get people come into my practice and say, you know, I've experienced this trauma. And since this happened, I just I, I feel like I left a part of myself at, at the uh, um, at the incident or i feel like mm. i've lost a part of me that's never coming back mm-hmm. and so and so the symptoms are the same but there's two very different ways of of of, of um of of diagnosing and, yeah. and healing it but, yeah. but both the shaman and the psychotherapist are doing the same thing they're holding a sacred safe space with a client for this sort of healing to take place but on different levels one mm. on the level of the mind and one on the level of the soul mm. it, it seems seems like to me that the shaman because it's affecting the you know i have the belief of you mind body spirit um the shaman is affecting or improving or reconnecting all three where the psychotherapist can only manage to connect two which is still a clearly progress without a shadow of a doubt but it seems like the shaman's um the techniques are more holistic so to speak is that is that how you see it or is you know, obviously, you know, you have, you do both. So, you know, I, I would, I would think obviously you can see progress in, in, in both sides, but is it more holistic, the shaman, the shaman's techniques of healing? Uh, I would say, is it more holistic from my personal perspective is, is, is yes, it feels more holistic, but, mm. but, but uh, is it more effective? Mm. Well, I would say uh, not necessarily. And I'll tell you mm. why. Yeah. And, and the, so, so when and through my training, the other reason I'm, I'm so I want to bring these two worlds together. So I'm, mm. I'm starting to write, write about this uh, and calling it psycho shamanic therapy. And the reason That's I'm doing great. this is because, mm. Because in my training, uh, uh, in my shamanic training, I would yeah. experience like what I call psycho stigma, and I'd have people say, "Why well, go and see a psychotherapist where for, for and pay for a year's worth of psychotherapy when you can see a shaman for a healing, right?" Mm. And so I experienced that. And then on the other side, when I did my shamanic training, uh, when I did my psychotherapy training, and I'd start to talk about you know, the idea that there might be something else like spirit or soul, I'd experience mm. this this spiritual stigma of, "Well, that's a bit woo woo," and that's a bit out there so i realized yeah. that there was there was this big split between these both between them um, in both of these worlds yeah. so so the benefit of psychotherapy what psychotherapy can bring into the mix is the integration and the reason being is so if you think about where, where shamanic healing comes from it comes from <clears throat> comes yeah. from the dawn of time tens of thousands of years ago and mm-hmm. the integration so you go and so you go and see a shaman you get a healing 
and the integration would have been easy because you're in nature yeah we're not yeah. living in a world we're not living in a concrete jungle like we are today disconnected mm. from nature and, and always on and glued to screens and blah 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 yeah. so the so the integration was much much easier than it is today and there's a saying in shamanism that the that the um the shaman brings the healing but the integration that the client does brings the cure right oh and mm. so we think about psychotherapy well psychotherapy is integration mm. so psychotherapy and, and some people also as well is we live in a we live in a western world where where we we like we're defined by our stories right yeah and um and we want to be heard and talking therapy can be a way of purging energy as well so so talking therapy can help with the integration side of things it can help people integrate after they've had a shamanic healing um and and can ensure that and and, and can ensure that the healing is effective longer term because mm. i so so because i mean I've, I've, i know lots of people that might or i've seen people that go for go for shamanic healings and and then and then you know three months later they're saying oh, i think i need another healing yes yes because yes. it's not it's not the healing's not sticking because they're just going back to the way things were mm. so 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 yeah the kind of short answer to the question is yeah psychotherapy um i would say it's a very holistic healing modality but that but it's not to discount or discredit psychotherapy because that can that that's all about integration big time no that that is yeah, that really that really hit home because you know um, when you're not contributing in this current world that we live in, like you said, the concrete jungle. When you don't feel significant or you're not connecting, you know you can you can you you, you can get what you need from shamanic healing, but you you need to connect with this world. You need to because you will still feel a lack of um, self. You still feel a lack of uh, connection or lack of out of sync with yourself, so to speak. If you're not contributing or feeling significant and you're saying that the, the psychotherapy will give will do that with the, the, the shaman the shamanic healing and you know how do you, you know you're saying you're writing a book on you know molding these two different worlds but they do the same thing together and you know is it is it quite complex to mold together because i you know um they're just so different in 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 their approach you know uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't. Yeah, the way that I'm thinking about it mm. is no, it's not difficult to bridge these two worlds together. Mm. Um, and so, and the way that I've been, so, so I mean, in, in my psychotherapy practice, I have traditional psychotherapy clients, and and as soon as I kind of <clears throat> um, started, I don't know, receiving this idea of merging the worlds together, uh, and and updated my website accordingly. Then I started to get clients coming to me to say, "Yeah, I want I want a bit of psychoshamanic therapy. I, I've had I've had psychotherapy before. I'm interested in shamanism, but and so and so, um, I've, I'm working with clients where we're where we're we're doing it in the room together, where we'll we'll spend some time traditionally using traditional psychotherapy, where I can I can listen to that hurt child, and that's really important that they feel heard, understood, mm. can mm. help." Um, in order for them to make meaning of what's going on, making the unconscious yeah. conscious. Uh, mm -hmm. And then if the individual's open to it at some stage, I might, I might, if, and if I get a sense that some, some shamanic healing might be necessary or, mm. or might be, might be, um, might be helpful, then I might just offer, I might say, well, would you like us to take a different approach here? Mm -hmm. and, 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 uh, and then we can just look at healing it from the other side. If that yes. makes sense. So, yes. so, so the short answer, so, so it's mm. not been difficult to, to to merge the worlds together, but um, um, it's it's actually been it's it's felt it's felt um, what's the right word? It's felt organic. It's feel, yeah. it feels yeah. like an organic process. Yeah, yeah. That's when when it feels like that. That's when you know really you're onto something um, big time. And you know, have you ever had like resistance for like you know you suggesting maybe shamanic healing? Have people been like, oh, what's that? That doesn't sound right. That's not, you know. Have you had a lot, any resistance at all to it, or have people been more uh, open to it? I've had none at all, and I'll tell you why. Mm. Is because I don't, I, I won't, um, I won't, I won't say to, if somebody comes to me for some psychotherapy, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say to them, oh, did you know I, 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 I've, um, I'm a shamanic practitioner, and should we try this? Mm -hmm. so I, I'll, only if somebody comes to me and 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 they are uh, and and they're open to it and they um everybody goes through my website when they when they when they book a session with me so they can they, they can see that i'm i'm interested in both of these modalities mm. and so i won't 
I won't push or offer unless I feel like that person is 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 open to that sort of healing work. It's so mm-hmm. so I've had no resistance because I've just um yeah I've I've sort of approached it in that way. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to be honest. Um, do you think the link? Do you think everyone should be linking with up linking up with a shaman or a uh, psychotherapist? Uh, do you think everyone needs one? Because I I I believe that. I believe everyone, you know, sometimes it's hard to speak to people, hard to communicate to, to, to even the closest person to you to communicate your you know, deepest emotions. And um, do you think everyone should have one? Do you think it would be a better world if everyone could communicate in this open way to just one person in the world? Uh, a thousand percent yes <clears throat> is the answer to that question. So, so I mean, if you think about it, if, if we, if we, if if the question was, do you think everybody would be, um, would would be more healthy and well if they went to the gym? It's an obvious one. It's like, mm. yeah, yeah, of course they would. But we don't think about this uh, healing modality or these healing modalities in that way. We think of it in a reactive. We live in a we live in a band-aid approach world where we wait until mm. we can see an issue or a problem, then we think I need to fix it. Mm. But we need to, but if we took this same as, uh, aspirational um approach to our mental and spiritual well-being as we do to our physical well-being, yeah, completely, completely. Um there was um yeah, I, I once I once uh I, I had some I had some friends and they used to go once a year, couple once a year they'd go for um they go for couples therapy, not yeah. because they were uh, at the brink of <clears throat> a relationship breakdown, but because mm. they loved each other. Yeah. And they, and they wanted a relationship MOT every yeah. year. And yeah, so, that's, that's, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Lovely, right? So, mm. so absolutely. Let, well, someone said to me in a, in a, in a, in an organizational workshop, but Mark, how ill do I have to be before I seek support? And I said, not ill at all. You don't have to be yeah. ill at all. Last year, you know, we went into the, when we went into the beginning of, lockdown last year in march i you know mm. i started feeling anxious uh, like the like most of the Everyone, rest of the world yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so it was for, for me it was a thought right okay before this gets any worse i'm gonna i'm gonna start to see a psychotherapist again mm. so I, went, I had a year of psychotherapy again last year which was mm. really helpful because i wanted to proact and not wait until i was you know really really struggling exactly so, it's like everything really uh, you know all the best athletes have a coach you know the reason why they're the best because they have someone who they who can maybe give them something that they don't have or help them or you know monitor them to treat them same with a you know psychotherapist it's like if, if you want to have a good mind if you want to have a, a better mind a more healthier mind it's, it's it, it should be it should be an automatic um you know go to in, in my head because you know again you can do other things don't get me wrong because like this, this podcast for example or or, you know, watch something that's, you know, inspiring or, you know, you could do anything, but you have to be active uh, in, in, in the search for, for bettering your, your, your mental health. And um, I think there's no better than sitting down with someone who can, who is willing to be open and willing to give you the space to do so. Like you said, allow, allow that inner child to, um, to speak, um, you know, what's your, 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 you know, you're writing a book. You say, oh, are you, I don't know if you finished it, but you said you're writing a book. Did you have any other more, more goals or aspirations with um, uh, psychotherapy? And how long have you been doing it, by the way? Because I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Uh, so, so, um, but just b- before I answer that, I just wanted to say just on, on your last point that mm. uh, about the proactive seeking support is what I want to mm. say to people is that yeah. what I've experienced and what I see other people experience as well uh, mm. is that is that it can be difficult at first, but there comes a point when it can be in, when it becomes enjoyable. So once you begin to work through the trauma and the things that might be res- you might be resistant to, to psychotherapy, it can yeah. all, of the, all of this healing work can actually it can actually become enjoyable, right? What's yeah. yes. thinking about your healing yourself? So I wanted to just just to say that um, to say mm. it, it can move from being scary and terrifying and and resistant to actually feeling good, feeling healthy. I feel I, I mean I've I've not done it a lot, but when I have done it, I, I, it's just you just feel. 10 times better you know going into it and I was nervous I was anxious I was like oh my god you know but then you know you just you just you just go for it and then you just feel like wow yeah I'm glad I did that I'm, I'm happy I did that so yeah you're right but yeah um sorry continue sorry yeah and so back to the back to the back to the question so mm. uh, yeah so, so the, the book's in the early stages um mm. 
in the very early stages so that's going to keep me busy i mean mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's going to that's going to take me a little while um mm-hmm. and, and keep me busy so um yeah i'm just kind of uh I'm, i want to just continue to develop myself as a as a mm-hmm. shamanic practitioner and a, and a psychotherapist it's a it's a it's a, a life lifelong work that is also healing for myself as as for other people so i just want to dedicate myself to this to this work really and see and see what see what unfolds and see what happens Mm, but do you have a, like an ultimate goal like yeah just what well, I mean, is it yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm kind of um I'm, I'm 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 living it now i'd say my, my goal mm. is to uh, is to continue to to bridge these two worlds together um mm. I, I would like to um yeah, I, I want to. There's some other areas I want to integrate into this as well. I want to spend some more time in in nature, and I'm interested in things mm. like e- ecotherapy as well. And so it's just to continue what's, what's, to. What's to, that? What's ecotherapy? Uh, so ecotherapy is a type of psychotherapy, mm. um, and it, but it, 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 and it is it is it's shamanic, but it doesn't know it's shamanic. It's it's a okay. type of psychotherapy that um, whereby uh, there's the therapist will will get you out into nature so you do you really? yeah so you'll you'll spend time out in nature and experience mm. the healing benefits of nature so you get nurtured by nature and then mm. as and then and then you um you nurture nature back so there's this beautiful cycle <laughs> of beautiful. being nurtured by nature mm. and nurturing nature back and that can be um that can be done with a with a with a trained counselor or a psychotherapist or there can be other conservation projects and things you can do it's an umbrella term but mm. you move you move from you move from kind of your ego to eco it's really uh wow. and and, and you, yeah and you, then you get all the benefits from being out in nature and connecting mm. to nature and connecting to the earth realizing that you are you are you are an animal just like all the mm. animals the animals on the planet and uh mm. get a sense of sense of belonging a sense of yeah. oneness it's uh it's a beautiful beautiful type of psychotherapy mm. um, it does uh, sounds, sounds great sounds yeah. great and it in does. today's world as well where we've mm. experienced where we've experienced a, a, um, a lot of um restrictions to being able to, to 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 do certain things you know the one thing that hasn't gone away is nature yes yes no, no doubt that is it's always there and it always will be you know, um, just connecting. I mean, I miss, you know, because I am I always travel a lot and that it's like I can feel in my body something's missing. Yeah, I can go to the park, have walked in the park nearly every day, you know, just to feel that nature, just to feel that energy. But connecting with nature is, is it is therapeutic. And um, I would definitely, um, you know, if you go into that, I would definitely would want to, you know, see what you do in, when you're doing, uh, when you're doing that. And, um, because I love nature, I just love it. It's just healing. I just, it just, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to describe it in in words. Because the feeling of connecting is just unbelievable. And you, and you know, when some people say they don't like going on holiday or they don't like to go here or they don't like to go, you know, just to the park or wherever. I'm like, how how can you not? It's just, it's just energizing, you know. Yeah, well, check this out. What what. Uh... What happens when you're out in, t- in nature and you spend any time in nature is, uh, mm. is plant plants really release these things called phytoncides, and what they do is it's the plant's natural response to to, to ward off bugs and and, and animals and predators. Okay. And but what mm. happens when we breathe these phytoncides in? Yeah. Mm. Then in, in our body, what, what's released is what's called natural killer cells. And these are a good thing, by the way. So natural mm. killer cells in the body, what they, yeah. their responsibility is to eat toxins in the body and to eat cancer oh, really? cells. Yeah. And oh, so really? so they can they can help they can help us and they do help us physically and mentally. And so the other thing I wanted to say about that is you don't have to go into a forest to breathe these in, right? They're mm. everywhere in nature. But there's mm. a there's a saying, if you can't go out, go in, right? And even yeah. bring it plants into the house and yes. things like um i think it's called henoki essential oil uh has been proven to release these same um natural killer cells in your body that can just make you feel happy healthy and well so if you can't go out bring the jungle in bring the woodland in 100 percent, man I'm, i mean <laughs> i love i never used to love plants you know before i met my partner and i never even i never even considered buying a plant it's crazy but no, ever since she bought one plant and I was like, oh, I, you know I just it just feels different just and then we just got a whole balcony full of plants and you've got plants in every room and it's just I just love it it's just the connection it's just there it's just yeah. you know they're living they're alive it's, it's nature it's just lovely it's great stuff but it's, it's great having you um talking today and um, I've 
learned a lot and uh, definitely brought value to the table. There's no doubt about it, Mark, no doubt about it. Um, I know you're, you're a busy guy, so um, we're going to wrap it up. Um, but is there a message that you would like to say, you know, when it comes to psychotherapy or shamanism that you really want to hit home? Like, what is the one thing for you that, you know, you just want to tell people, you know, if they may be hesitant or maybe, you know, they're not sure about going into therapy and things like that. What What is it that you would say to them to just be like, you know, it's not that bad? Yeah, I'd say the biggest cause of stigma uh, and prejudice is that we um, we suppress this and don't talk about this subject enough. One of the quickest ways we can break down the stigma is to talk about it. So reach out to somebody, ask them how they're doing. Um, so we need to communicate about this subject more. And if you're if you're thinking about therapy, then I would say it's okay not to be okay. It takes a brave person to seek support. You got this. You can do it. Um, and and that's it. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your energy. Thank you again. Um, this is another man-to-man podcast. Hope all the viewers got value. Everybody, have a great day. Thank you. That was an amazing podcast, and you can find Mark on these details. Mark Hashimi, that's H-A-S-H-I-M-I dot com, which, uh, where he does his therapy and his shamanism. Uh, obviously, the director that he is, uh, of his com- of the company is strategicwellbeing.com and you can also find him on Facebook at markashimi.shaman so guys if you ever feel like you want to connect or you know you are struggling with something please don't hesitate to contact Mark I'm telling you now he's, he's an amazing guy and uh, he really does care and he really is good at what he does so um, guys again Please contact him if you need him. Everybody have a good day.